Chelsea. And this is Andy. Welcome to Hugging and Learning, the podcast on which we rewatch very special episodes of television from the past to see what they have to teach us today. Today, as promised, we are going to be looking at different strokes again. <laughs> yep. Um, and trying to uncover all of the sins and the oh, uh, scandals. God. Good Lord, people, strap in. <laughs> this is called A Case of Overexposure. It's season five, episode nine, originally premiered November 20th, 1982. Yep. Telepa- teleplay by Bob Pete. And story by Sandy Fries and Bob Pete. Sandy Fries, of course, did our our last uh, episode, uh, Showdown at the OK Arcade. And Bob Pete's a newcomer, which Uh brings us right into Euro What? What indeed did Bob Pete write? Uh, He wrote a lot of stuff. Peach Dragon? I wish. It's spelled like P-E-E-T-E. Yeah. So like... Like Amanda Pete. Or like, this this scotch has a very peaty taste, oh. said the person who doesn't know things about scotch. <laughs> right. Uh, Bob Pete wrote the screenplay for 1974's The Centerfold Girls. Uh-oh. A depraved religious fanatic sets out to punish all the immoral women who have posed for the centerfold of a men's magazine. IMDb and trivia for this includes, the actress who played the first victim seen on the beach was actually a stripper. Oh my god. 1974's The Centerfold Girls. Try to find it. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Try to watch it. Speaking of watching things, you can watch this episode and the rest of Different Strokes on Hulu with the Stars Edition or Amazon Prime with the Stars Edition. Or I Stars, want... I guess, if you just have Stars. Y'all, what are you waiting for? Go get Stars. <laughs> Huggy Learning brought to you by Stars. Stars with a Z. Stars with a Z. All right. Now let's. Not, uh... does not contain actual stars. <laughs> let's talk about this snack that you found. Oh, Lord have mercy. This is, oh, Brahmi Italian Snacking Lupini Beans, marinated mm. with chili and lime. Yeah. It says on the back, the Roman super snack, this ancient legume once powered Roman warriors and lived on as a fresh, deliciously addicting, <sighs> addictive, you idiots. Addicting is not a word. Appetizer snack in the Mediterranean diet. I'm already, I already feel superior to this copywriter. If not this whole snack, but <laughs> it was uh, so. Yeah, this is a oh shit! I forgot to get a snack, and it's <laughs> on me to get sugar-free snacks uh, for the most part. And it was between this a package, like just sitting out in the open of snacking pickles, oh. but like freeze-dried pickles. Oh no, <laughs> they're wet. They're, oh, they're why? slimy. They're slimy. Oh no, that's not what anybody wanted. <laughs> have an opinion for it about this. And uh, something called F-bomb cheese snacks, <laughs> which were which were just paleo as fuck. They're like, cheese snacks with 100% fat. I was like, that doesn't sound like it's going to be healthy. Time to eat slimy beans. If you leave it now, Oh, 
Okay, what are what is our opinion on the Roman super snack? Hey, fuck you. <laughs> There's a reason we aren't following a lot of the Roman empires, a lot of stuff that they did. This is terrible. Yeah. First of all, they wet. <laughs> yeah, they're slimy. They I mean, they just taste like starch. They just taste like white starchy beans. I can taste the a little bit of chili and lime, which is like the flavor, I guess, but I mean, if you just want to eat starchy beans, there's got to be a cheaper way to do it. Oh, yeah, it's called beans. Yeah, right? Just eat beans. <laughs> Straight up beans. Uh, yeah, I can... Actually, I think that if you if you ask me, I would prefer to just grab a handful of, like, black beans Yeah. to this. It, the, the texture and the, again, sliminess was a little off-putting. And then it just didn't taste like much of anything. Ready to eat guess... with or without the shell. Did I just eat a shell? What? I didn't shell it. I felt like it come apart in my mouth, but I was trying to distance myself from the trauma of the situation already. Yeah. So already I've replaced this memory with just white noise. All right. Well, the lupini beans are not uh, not getting a wreck. No. F. <laughs> F these things and F is the great. And F these things and F is the great. Yep. Sorry, guys. I guess I should have gone for F Bob. <laughs> fucking fatty cheese snacks. I, I hate those dehydrated cheese snacky things. I just end up feeding know. them to the dog. What we're going to. Yeah. I don't. What, how, how is that going to be good? Yeah. Like, don't tell me it's, it's all fat. I'll figure it out when I eat it <laughs> and I get fat. Let's <laughs> fucking it's let nature. Effect. Circle of life, man. Everything yeah. you see, Simba, is a moment on the lips <laughs> and a lifetime on the hips. And your tiny lion hips. What about there at the salad bar? That is a place we must never <laughs> go. Yeah, so uh, different strokes we've covered twice now on the podcast. Ran from 1978 to 1986 on NBC till 85 and then ABC for its final 85 to 86 season. Mm. Eight seasons, 181 episodes. Made big child stars of its uh, child actors with sometimes tragic results. Often tragic Often results. tragic results. And as we discussed uh, just two episodes ago when we found out about this episode yeah. through the You At What segment, mm-hmm. uh, this is just, a, it's, it's one bad idea after another. It's at a crossroads of, I guess this is funny and anything goes, and yeah. shouldn't we be paying closer attention to what we're doing? Just think it through yeah. were you were you so far into your your uh, media power different strokes that you were like i can get away with anything right much like the roman empire before it fell to beans <laughs> uh, it's at this crossroads of let's do whatever we feel like and mm, uh, a lack of social consciousness right Uh, The premise of the show is that Arnold and Willis, two brothers from a poor part of Harlem, move into a Park Avenue penthouse when their mother dies. They're taken in and eventually adopted by their mother's former employers, rich businessman Philip Drummond and his daughter Kimberly, who is the same age as Willis. Mm. When the show starts, Willis is a teenager and Arnold is a younger, single-digit child, but now we're in season five. Um, and so the Willis is in high school and Arnold is in the sixth grade and the show was known for its very special episodes and there are some doozies. Yeah. The thing is that this was probably not meant to be a very special episode. It's only very special to us because it's horrifying to us. Uh, yeah. Uh, You know, and again, we, we really need to start looking at different strokes to try to figure out what happened here. It's like a crime scene. (laughs) It really is. This show, like (laughs) a lot of people didn't make it through and. 
all that's left is gore. Yeah. And things in in hindsight, it all falls into place, and we say, "Oh, that's terrible." But at the time, it's just happening to people. Yeah, like the immoral spirit of the show seemed to have stricken the children (laughs) who were involved. (laughs) All Um, right, we're gonna. Yeah, let's get into it. We open on the schoolyard. And we have, uh, the call to adventure is immediate. Sure. Via Uh, a bullhorn. Yes! And if you're at all, uh, if if you remember our recent episode, this is the same set where Arnold was bedrugged dealt. Oh, and the same people. Yeah. So. Yo, (laughs) the fucking different stroke cinematic universe is real. Real small. Uh, Yeah, well, but it's consistent. That was this season, too. That's a season five episode, comes later. But they're so, really, they remember both of those characters uh-huh. really well. Go ahead. So we're in the schoolyard. Arnold has, as you said, a bullhorn. He's campaigning for class president. He's giving a stump speech. But as the camera zooms out, we can see the only people listening are his campaign manager, Dudley, and good old Robbie Jason. <laughs> uh, Robbie Jason. Tiny child drug dealer. Hi, it's me, Robbie Jason. I'm already going down a rough path. <laughs> so this is the journey we're on, getting Arnold elected. That's oh, our yeah. call to adventure. I looked it up, by the way. The kid who plays Robbie Jason, this is it for him. Oh. Like, this is the last he acted. He was like, that's, n- that's enough for me. Hey, if he escaped this show without getting arrested or now I gotta find out what dying by to suicide him. or being taken advantage of by his parents, then he got out better than most of the kids it's, on this show. It's very true. Um, I think, you know, at best, a stabby drifter is where <laughs> the character of Robbie Jason ended <laughs> yeah, up. Oh, yeah. The character, for sure. Um, so Arnold is is disappointed that no one is listening to his stump speech. He says, where are the people? What's going on? Everyone is over on the other side listening to his opponent, Lisa, who is, of course, that snob Lisa. That snob Lisa. That's what uh, I'm saying. From Nancy Reagan ex machina. Yeah. Um, Everybody's listening to her speech, and they all applaud at the end. And man, is Lisa Hayes a formidable nemesis for Arnold. She's the living worst. (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't seem like it now, but at the end, you're kind of like, "Eh, fuck off, Lisa Hayes. Yeah, she's a constant antagonist. I remember her being a little punk in the Nancy Reagan episode, (laughs) too. She was. I don't know that I would classify her as that real snob. (laughs) Or the things that Arnold says about her. I think that's the problem, is she's kind of a jerk. But Arnold is, like, way blown out of proportion. He needs to just be like, yo, y'all, she's a jerk. Right. And then, like, you know, people will be like, yo, right, Arnold. Instead, he's like, she's the, she's a witch. <laughs> Arnold, calm down. So Arnold is like, what are we going to do, guys? How are we going to beat Lisa for the class president? She's the worst, and I want to be class president. Arnold's always got big ambitions. One of the things I like about his character. And we actually have a meeting with the mentor scene. Uh, Miss Chung, the teacher, comes out. Hello! <laughs> Thanks. Miss Chung comes along and Arnold tells her the state of his campaign is dire. Yeah. And she has a great idea for him. Utah teacher Steve Mon said he has one advantage over the other 2018 Jeopardy Teachers Tournament competitors. What? His on-camera experience. Although Mond, who teaches 9th and 10th grade math at RSL Academy High School, lives in Midvale, Utah, he's originally from Los Angeles. As a child, he acted in different strokes. <gasps> as uh, Arnold Jackson's friend, Robbie Jason, and as the son of the character Ward Douglas in Steven Spielberg's World War II era comedy, 1941. Do not watch that. What? Um, yeah. Oh, he looks all right. Good for him. He grew up. He became a teacher. He moved to Utah. And then he got on Jeopardy. I did I, get on Robbie Jeopardy. Jason, you're doing where great. he competed with other, you know, notable teachers. Good for him. How delightful. 
So, so Mrs. Chen is like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do a debate, Arnold. That's somehow the the way that you can bring this thing back around. Yeah, that will turn the tide of the election. And and Arnold says, a, a debate can turn a loser into a winner. And Miss Chung is right there with the zinger as she says, many a loser has been elected president. Now this is this is quite the trope of like politicians are dumb and crooked. Let's talk about them. Right, but, but not episode, come down on either side. No, 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 all of them. All, all of them, them together. Yeah. That way you can interpret that whether you like one side or the other or no side at all that's as a right. funny joke. That one that you think's a dummy, you're right. Exactly. But it also proves to be like there's some really poignant uh, political messages yeah. <laughs> a little later on. Uh, this is not not this is more or less one of them. Anyway, so Robbie Chasen, who's in charge of dirty tricks, yeah, uh, which you know, unless you have a stabbing manager, is <laughs> probably a good place for him. Tries to think of what they'll do to 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 fix this debate. Yeah, and that's the end of our very first scene. I got an idea, Robbie Jason. Why don't you plant some drugs in Lisa's locker? Lisa's on red zingers. Goofballs. (laughs) Yellow jackets as well. She has one of each because I only had $60 or whatever. Jesus, was it like $20 a bill? It was. Yeah, it was a lot. So. Hey, hey, 1982 children, go see 200 (laughs) movies instead. I mean, they do live on Park Avenue, at least some of them. $20, you could buy something on Park Avenue in 1982. So now we're in the special world, which I guess is the, the world of Arnold running for class president. And he goes back to the penthouse uh, where Pearl, the housekeeper, has made little sacks of sweet bribery for him to pass out at school. She's made little candies and wrapped them up in cellophane with a little oh, vote, message, vote yeah. for Arnold inside. It's cute. It's, it's the kind of bad. thing you do for a class election. We had, we had quite a to-do in my one of my high school elections Ooh. where somebody did this. Somebody like who was running for treasurer just passed out um, dum-dums. And like sure. you'd be a dum-dum if you didn't vote for so-and-so. Sure. And then... Out of nowhere, vice presidential candidate Mason, when he got up for his very impromptu speech, said, I'm not going to try to buy your boat with some stupid candy. And everybody was like, whoa. He was like, what is happening? This is too This is too angry for that. And also, you're running for different things. Mason, ease up. He later apologized. He's a really <laughs> nice guy. He just got carried away. statement through his campaign manager. He held a press <laughs> yeah, conference yeah, yeah. in front of the cafeteria. He did, although he did, he did to quote him, say, at least I won't uh, try to buy your vote with candy. Yeah! <laughs> Which ruined his campaign. Remember when that ruined somebody's campaign and not all the other things? That don't ruin someone's campaign. Oof. That should... So, Dad Philip comes home from work early to watch a tennis match. Uh, and, and <laughs> Fuck you, rich this, people. This goes nowhere, though. He says this like four times, then we don't hear anything more about He's the tennis match. playing hooky from his bajillion-dollar job. Right. And Arnold asks for help with his speech. And he says, I'll do anything to beat Lisa. Anything. I hate and her I was so much. Like, I hate her. Man, I do wish. I love her? <laughs> I was like, man, I wish we taught him a lesson about obsession and perspective seven episodes ago. But we oh, really whiffed yeah. that opportunity. We Dive had not, right back in he head first, He sounds exactly like he did when he was like, I've got to beat Willis. I've got to beat him. I'll do anything. Yeah, like, he's got some, some issues. Hey, you uh, but again, you're all hung up on stuff, don't you there, yeah, Arnold? It's the 80s, so like uh, uh, unhealthy obsession with things, as long as it seems like it might be profitable someday. Right. Wholly encouraged. Uh, so now we're firmly in the tests, allies, and enemies portion of the storytelling. Did we just become best friends? Bitch, please. <laughs> 
Arnold uh, begins to rehearse his opening debate statement with Dad Philip, and his opening statement begins with the line, Lisa Hayes is a double-talking, scheming, no-good schnook. Lord, have mercy. Where did the word schnook go? I didn't go nowhere. People say schnook? Sure. I've heard, like, schnookums. No, schnook. You never heard that term no. before? Oh, like, yeah. Is like a crook? Like a child crook? Like a cute crook? Yeah, it's something like that. Hold on. A schnook. Schnook. Now we're going to know the provenance of schnook. A person easily duped. A fool. Oh. Origin, German Yiddish. Oh. Uh, from schnuckle, meaning small, or a sheep. Oh, no, meaning small sheep. Small sheep. Schnuckle, meaning small sheep. Oh. And Yiddish for schnook, which means snout. Schnook. Aww. It could come from either one of those things they're saying. A small Lisa, sheep Lisa or Hayes a is a small sheep. Or a nose. That's adorable. Lisa Hayes is a nose. No, I like small sheep better. Yeah, okay. Too. Dad Phillips says that uh, he looks a little concerned, and he says that Arnold should concentrate more on his own qualities, his own good qualities, rather than his opponent's bad qualities. And Arnold says, you're rich. Why can't you just buy the election? Which, fair question. I Not mean, the first to ask it. Come on. Not the first to do it. Invite my friends to a wine cave, Dad. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a little spot on, to be honest with you. He's like, I don't have time to buy it or something like that. I don't no, know he's, he's like, this is, he, he says, I can't just buy you the election. And also what you're doing is called muckraking. And I, mudslinging, mudslinging. I, um, expect you to run a better campaign than this basically. And then but our, if you do start to lose, let me know. And right, I will pump billions right. of dollars into a smear campaign. If Mrs. Chung needs to disappear, you just <laughs> let me know. <laughs> what does Mrs. Chung have to do with it? <laughs> because if she she could fix the election. Uh, nobody's there to Haven't count the seen votes. Election? I guess it's uh, I guess anybody's game. <laughs> it's me, Mr. Drummond. <laughs> this is what I sound like when I'm not talking to the children. Sicilian. So hey, Gabagoo. Our B plot comes home. Willis and Kimberly. <laughs> Lord. Cameras around their necks. Uh, they're competing in a high school student photo contest in which the winner gets $300 and to be published in the newspaper. They're very excited about this yeah. contest. This is, by the way, I did the I did the Google search for it. This is $800 by today's Hey, morning. not bad. Ain't too shabby. Not too shabby. Um, Phillips suggests that Arnold get one of his siblings to take a picture of him for a campaign poster. Yeah. And Arnold's like, that's a great idea, which, it, you know, it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. He goes upstairs hey, so to far, shower, wash his fun. hair. What's that? He's going to go wash his hair and shower for his portrait sitting. I think that if if we <laughs> think knowing what we know about this episode, there should be some like pipe organ scary music when he says Truly, that. Truly. Like, I'm going is... upstairs to take a shower. Up to this point. All is well. Yeah. It's, it's, he's, he's, he's obsessed with the campaign. He gets obsessed with stuff. He's ambitious. We know that. The worst thing that's going to happen is he isn't class president. These kids are doing a photo contest for the newspaper, the which, worst once thing again, is they don't win. They're obsessed with the newspaper. They have easy access. Mr. Drummond may or may not catch this tennis game. He's <laughs> right. put his life on hold this <laughs> And then... Uh, then it all goes sideways. First things first. Willis says that he's going to take a picture of Mr. Drummond for the contest and then fucking starts taking pictures. And Mr. Drummond is it's, a fucking pro. It's hilarious. First, he says it's pure Americana, but he mumbles it so much that I can't. I have to rewind it three times to figure out that what Willis is saying is the father watching sports. It's pure Americana. Is that what we're doing? Okay. Yeah. And so then Dad Phillip does 
a thing, a trope that I like, which is like, no, don't take my picture. Oh, come on. I couldn't possibly. And then starts posing like a cover model, like draping himself across the couch. Girl, he is serving a face like a fishy queen. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he is giving us is Upper East Side penthouse realness. He is giving us droopy dog jowl realness. <laughs> he is giving us It's definitely... funny. I lulled at this. I Did you? It was pretty cute. I there like is that one trope where of like, he... oh, I couldn't possibly. And then posing. Oh. I think that's funny. You're, you're in for a treat. What with this podcast that you do. <laughs> this is a joke that might come up again and again. Um, okay, so let's go to the problem. Yeah, let's cut to the <sighs> dark hemisphere of Eternia. So here's a felony. Uh, <laughs> we go up to Arnold's room where Arnold is singing bad, badly Leroy, Leroy Brown. Brown. Kimberly, That's so cute. who has no reason to come up to Arnold's room, comes up to Arnold's room. She's, I think, going to... Check on him to see if he's out of the shower. No, I think it's fine. Maybe he'll, <laughs> maybe he'll get to it eventually, Kimberly, and fuck off. So she knows he's in the shower. The phone rings. It's Dudley. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's break this down. Kimberly yeah. goes to knock on the door and accidentally opens it and immediately closes it, and the episode ends. Just kidding. She laughs yep. and grabs her fucking camera. Yep. She says... Oh, I'll get Arnold for you, Dudley. But instead, she takes a photo of Arnold's naked, showering child body. And then, then tells Arnold that Dudley's on the phone. And this is where I started typing notes in all caps. Yeah, I have have several over, yeah. This uh, is child pornography. Yes. This is non-consensual. Yes. Gary Coleman is 14 in real life during this episode filming. Although Arnold is supposed to be in the sixth grade, so like 11 or 12. Oh, well, that's better. But at least it wasn't that. But it, this is so it would it it's just all played for laughs. Like yeah. the audience is laughing, Kimberly's laughing, pedophiles are laughing. It pedophiles just, are everybody laughing. is loving this. It is. I just it it's so it's bad and it's gonna get worse. Like it it it's it, I can't conceive of a world in 2020 of a show on which someone would take a picture of a child actor. The actor is underage and the mm. character is underage. Take a picture of them. Yes. And then be like, I'm going to submit this to a contest mm. without telling them mm. that mm-hmm. I took this picture or that other people are going to see it. And we're just going to laugh through this whole thing. So I tried. I took a moment here and I tried to figure out, like, because this is out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for Kimberly to do this. She never gives a specific reason. Not a good one. There's some creepy ones. <laughs> why she's done this or why she's adamant about this picture. So I thought, I wrote this down and follow me with the, follow me on this one right. for a second. We're not going to get very far, but like big maybe. If Arnold had, if like you forget about this whole episode premise already, okay. if Arnold does something shitty to Kimberly and then, you know, as a punishment, Kimberly has to take pictures of Arnold for his campaign. Then? Yeah, it's not anything like that, though. She but just, even then, it's still not great. I, She thinks it's cute. Like, that's the only thing is she sees his little bear behind and she's like, it was so adorable. I had later, she's like, I just, it's so cute. Everyone thinks it's so cute. It's like, no, yeah. he's, he's 12, 11, or, he's not... A one-year-old, you know, people take little naked pictures of their sure. little tiny baby butts, and that's one thing. That's an Ann Getty's weirdness thing, I guess. We don't really sure. do that anymore. And like, Will but police people ever do, catch and they'll like put it, on, <laughs> put it on Facebook. You know, their little baby's butt. And I guess there's a thing 
if you're old enough to consent and like be a model and you're like modeling whatever, then great body positivity, show your stuff. But she mm. didn't ask him. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. She, there, she didn't ask him and he's old enough to consent to how he wants his picture taken and where he wants it put. So, so at school, it's debate time. Yes. Uh, uh, debate is happening at recess. Mrs. Strong has allotted no class time for this. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> this is this has got to happen during the five minutes or ten minutes we have for recess. Uh, Lisa is wrapping up her closing statement, and now the debate is open for questions. Yes. Arnold's friends, who everybody knows is, are their friends and campaign managers, are the only two people who ask questions. They are plants like a motherfucker. No other children are allowed to speak or be paid for acting in this episode. No, no, no. Nobody's getting their sad card out of this shit. <laughs> Fuck you. Different strokes closed to the public. Dudley asks Lisa, it, she, he says, this question is for Lisa. Do you think it's fair for one student to be as greedy as a pig and get to be president every year and never let anyone else have a chance? And Lisa's response is, yes, next question. Yeah, I mean, Which, solid. Fair. And then, that is that is sheer Trumpian <laughs> politics too. We should. This was this was a warning. This episode, right? It was shots fired. Shots fired. Arnold's like, we gotta stop Lisa now, everybody. If she's elected president of the sixth grade, she'll be president seventh and eighth grade, and in high school, she'll be president forever. Maybe she'll even go into the White House. The country will be ruined, and it will be all our fault. And then, like a sweaty TV Nixon, Lisa makes a hilarious gag, uh, blunder, goof. She schnooks it all up. She does. <laughs> like well, a little tiny sheep. I was like, these are all just personal attacks. Doesn't anyone have a platform? It's just name calling. It's just people yeah. being like, you're dumb and I'm smart. No, you're dumb and I'm smart. Hey, and I kept waiting for someone to ask a question about sure. a thing, about any sort of policy. I'm going to tell you this. Here's an epilogue. Mason got elected vice president. <laughs> <laughs> so it was personality of a policy. <laughs> it's just yelling. So, uh, yeah, yeah so, so a policy question gets asked at right. this point. Dudley, uh, no, J- Jason, Robbie, Robbie Jason. Robbie Jason. Asks about short recesses, and he's like, that doesn't seem fair, does it? And Lisa's like, no, it's great. We get to study more. And I'm yeah. like, oh, Lisa, you fucked up. Yeah, she says, the teachers know what's best. And I was like, no, no. prisoners don't identify with the guards. No. No, no, no. No, girl. Robbie Jason wants longer recesses. He needs to sell more drugs. <laughs> he needs to sell more drugs. <laughs> Please. I don't have enough time for all the stabbing I need to do. You think it's easy? I have to rest between each stabbing. And Arnold says, you're out of your mind. And for the first time, the students seem to be on his side. They clap for him. Yeah. Bell well, rings. Debate over. That's it. Those two questions. I hope you got all you needed. Which you did, because that that uh, recess question is a slam dunk. Right. It's it's the only policy question anyone's had to take a position on, and uh, it's pretty cut and dried. In fact, I have the quote right here. Uh, Lisa Hayes says... Uh, we should trust what the teachers say. <laughs> and her campaign is ruined. So we go back to home. Uh, Pearl yeah. does a quick, I'm cleaning something. It's not working. I'll set something on top of it. Gag. Yeah. Okay. Classic housekeeper humor. Uh, Arnold thanks Pearl for the little candy bribes that she made. They went over great. Well, and he's place. like, my campaign is gaining momentum. All I need now is a killer slogan. They won't forget. And I'm like, wait, the election is tomorrow it's a little late to be coming up with your <laughs> that's it slogan yeah you uh, might have you might have wanted to have done this <laughs> like a week ago at the very beginning of your right campaign. however long ago it was that you started running not the day before but dad mm-hmm. philip is into it yeah he and, chooses uh, if you want action vote for jackson which is isn't action action jackson is yeah. in fact a movie it's like isn't that something already and but some 80s action movie 
So the B-plot comes home. Uh, both Kimberly and Willis have had photos selected for the contest, and they have printouts of said photos yep, in hand. Developed them. This is the only way this works, by the way, is if they develop these pictures themselves. Yes. Uh, because if you take this to somebody to develop, they're going to call the police. Right. Willis's photo, of course, is of Dad Philip, and they all ooh and ah over it. And Which then- I'm sure is just, you know, his headshot. Right. And then we don't see it. We don't see this photo. Okay? I'm just want to point that out right now. We don't see the photo of Dad Philip. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, uh-oh. Kimberly's photo yeah. is, of course, of Arnold, naked, not okay, and we do we fucking see, see it. it. We see it. We see it. We see Gary Coleman's I tiny naked butt. I be child pornographied <laughs> Arnold, against mine own will. Uh, Arnold starts screaming. That's my bare butt. And I, Chelsea, am so uncomfortable. I am. I am all right, look, folks, do not look this up because it's a trap. It's a honeypot. <laughs> it's a trap. It's a t- <laughs> Different Strokes episode, honeypot. No. What you see is Arnold with a towel and the towel is covering up most of his back. But then it sachets at the last <laughs> moment. You see entire right butt cheek. You see butt crack. You see flank. <laughs> It's, I was, I was shocked and bewildered. Now we're all party to this. I, was I like, didn't want, yeah, I, was I don't like, want to Surely do we're this. not going to see it, right? Yeah. We didn't see Philip's picture of his face. And why, that's a face, that's man. That's like, why didn't we see both or none? None would have been none the right answer. None would have probably answer. been better. And none would have been at least, you know, this is disturbing enough that this is played for laughs and everyone thinks it's so funny and it's whatever. But the fact that the viewing audience now sees little Gary... That's not a body double. That's fucking no, Gary Coleman's butt. No, it is 100% butt. Gary Coleman. And lest you think that they did something tasteful, like they printed out the photo and then just edited it in later, no ma'am and sir. Uh, <laughs> the, Arnold grabs this photo and starts waving it around and it is 100% the photo that we see. Yes. So they have 100% taken a picture of this child and printed it out and confronted the child actor with his own nudity. And the studio audience loses their minds. Yes. The family is laughing. Arnold is not okay and no one fucking cares. He is livid and everyone in his family including Pearl, his dad, his siblings, we everyone to, is laughing. I hate this family so much same. in this moment, All right, we I hate have them to, so much. We have to go through the different things that happen here, like okay, because we never get to a good place. Like there's so many. We this conversation goes on for several minutes, and at any time, Kimberly could be told that she is incorrect about the thing that she has done by a parental authority or even Willis. Nobody ever does. The first thing is. Arnold says, Kimberly, you invaded my privacy. That's a terrible thing to do to someone. And Kimberly's defense is, I couldn't help myself. You looked so cute. Yep. That's some fucking child predator language right there. Yep. That's some uh, That's some courage, the cowardly dog. 100%. Naughty. Kimberly was naughty. Everyone's just making jokes. And he and Arnold says, how would you feel if I did this to you, Kimberly? And she doesn't even answer. No answer there. They no answer there. Right because that's that. what I'm starting to think right away is like, what if it was a dude who like photographed an 11 year old girl and said, I couldn't help myself. He looks so cute. Jail. jail. Instant. Jail. Like jail. this is not, this would like, not you would even, apparate would into jail. Occur in a gender swap scenario. Not at all. Not even in this time period would that occur and be okay. And here is the here is the the final uh, nail in the tiny child coffin. Nope, that's not a good thing to say. Nope. Let's try that again. Uh, did I somehow get more inappropriate than this's this episode? The last straw. This is this is where I just threw my hands up and uh, 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 in disgust. Mr. Drummond 
again, this whole time could say, Kimberly, you were wrong to invade somebody's privacy, take a picture of it, print out that picture, show a bunch of strangers, and then bring it home and say, I'm submitting this to a contest. He does not say that. Mr. Drummond says, Kimberly, if it means that much to Arnold, maybe you should withdraw it. Which is the equivalent of like, I'm sorry your feelings got hurt. How about it? Not, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. Like, he's... And he says, he's like, strangers are going to see this? Kids at school are going to see She's this? She's already showed it to her photography class or yeah. whatever it is. And he's like, Kimberly, no, I don't. I'm not okay with this. And, and she's like, but Arnold, a contest. Right, but I could win something. And You rich dummy. You're already rich. <laughs> you rich, dumb, rich, richie. Felon. <laughs> I could win $300. Or I could look in the couch right now and get that much money. Felonious jerkwad. So, Dad Philip actually sticks to his guns and he's the rationale is terrible, but he does tell Kimberly she has to withdraw the thing from the picture from the contest. And Arnold is like, You are going to call your teacher right now. Yeah. He picks up the phone and he makes her call. She's like, I'll get to it tomorrow. And he's like, No. No. I'm furious. Also, as we find out, a couple scenes later, the contest is over. It's they're publishing the winners tomorrow, so yeah. tomorrow would be too late. So you have to call right now. The the whole the whole all of this um, is really it's not it's not it's not well done. Okay, let's recap. Yeah, Kimberly, mm-hmm. his adopted sister, yeah, takes a photo of the an eleven or twelve year old child naked in the shower. She then proceeds to develop this picture and show it to everyone in her photography class and submit it to whoever's judging this photo contest, adults that work at the paper, total strangers. That's where we are. It's supposed to, she's supposed to call now and withdraw it. But even if that works, let's say 50 people conservatively have already seen this image and they know who it is. It's not like it's anonymous. You can't see his face, but she straight up probably said, this is my brother. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's no anonymity to it. No, not at all. And I feel like, uh, this, this episode has launched a million stepbrother, stepsister pornography searches. Oh God. Which is a, a confounding kink to me. Look, I'm not trying to kink shame everybody, but why is, why is that? Why does that seem to be such a big thing? I don't know. I don't either. That doesn't bother me. I mean, they aren't blood related, but I don't know. I don't have stepbrothers or sisters, so I don't, I can't really, I can't really wrap it's, my mind it's around just, it. It's just, it's just odd to me. Yeah. But anyway. So anyway. Everybody fucks funny. The, the next morning, the paper <laughs> a, I'm sorry, that is a Dave Chappelle quote. Everybody fucks funny. Go ahead. Sure. Yeah. The next morning, the paper comes. Uh, and of course, because this nightmare will not leave us alone, mm-hmm. the photo of Arnold has gotten honorable mention and it's been printed in yeah. the fucking it's in the New newspaper. York newspaper. So now the New York Times is a culpable. It's so bad. No one stopped this. No <laughs> one on the editorial side of the paper was like, we can't print a picture of a child's butt. That's not what we do here. Yeah. That's nope. not. Nope, it's so bad. It's so bad. Arnold comes downstairs smiling. He's got... A clearly unaware child. Oh, yes. He's got his victory speech for the election all written out. Today's the election. He's so excited. Um, And then, of course, he's horrified to find out his butt is in the paper. And we do get a, what you talking about, Kimberly, of course. Uh, Kimberly's going to be saying, what you talk about, Chris Henson, when to catch a predator comes for her. (laughs) That's a joke I planned, and I (laughs) thought it would be funnier. What you talking about, officer? (laughs) Um... (laughs) Why don't you just sit right there, young Kimberly Drummond? Arnold tears up his victory speech, and he says, I'm dead yeah. because of my butt. I can't show my face. Mm, clever line. Yeah. Yep. 
He's trying to make the best. He's trying to laugh through this pain. I think uh, Mr. Drummond is like, well, what are the chances anyone will see this? We cut to the school where Lisa is passing out copies of the paper. Now, yeah, we cut to the school and Lisa's just being the worst. Um, (laughs) As is her want. And of course, she's not being... She's not being covert about why she's passing them out. She's like, there's a picture of Arnold in here. Everybody look at the picture of Arnold in the paper. Um, Arnold shows up at school in a tiny trench coat (laughs) and dark, dark sunglasses and a hat. It's really cute. He comes sneaking around, uh, (laughs) sneaking around the playground, trying to find Dudley and Robbie Jason. And he takes them aside and he's like, I'm not even going to go to class. This is so bad. I'm just going to go home. Yeah. But Lisa sees him. Which is weird. Don't go to school just to tell people you're going home. (laughs) Just go (laughs) home. Right. I think maybe he got to school hoping that she wasn't there passing out papers. And once he saw her passing out papers, decided he was going to go home. Here's the problem there. Does he he just carry a trench coat? It's in his locker. Just in case case. I get into a situation where I've got to either buy more drugs. (laughs) or Sell more drugs. Talk to the first lady. Yeah, talk to the first lady. (laughs) I'll need a trench coat for that so she doesn't see how juicy and plump I am. Once again, Nancy Reagan ate children. Um, Allegedly. Lisa says, I knew you were running behind Arnold, but I didn't think it would be your whole platform. This may be my finest hour. And then Arnold straight up quotes Richard Nixon, says, they won't have Arnold Jackson to kick around no more, and starts walking home. Hey, you know what a good alternative line is? Hey, Lisa, shut up, you dumb shithead. (laughs) You schnook? (laughs) You schnook? You little sheep. So... Never be any good. Of course, uh, no one can... No one can go to school under these circumstances, and mm-hmm. he leaves, which 100% is what I would have done. He goes home where everybody's like, uh, what? Arnold came home? I wonder if he's really sick or not. It's like, no. No, of course not. He's horrifyingly oh, embarrassed. I should have also said all of that stuff at school was approaching the inmost cave. Sure. And now we are at the Supreme Ordeal part of the thing, I guess, except sure. that it, it falls apart now because, once again, the consequences that... The, the actions don't have direct effects and the cause and effect relationship is very muddy. So it, it, it yeah, we're, we don't have anything set up where it's like, this is actually going to aid Arnold in learning something. Right. It's just a horrible thing that happened to Arnold that happened to work out. Okay. That no one else thinks is horrible, but him, it would be yeah. different, I guess, if he were sort of in, like lightly embarrassed about this and like a little bit, humiliated but also kind of thought it was funny and we were looking back on it through 2020 eyes and going isn't this bad but he is angry and hurt and upset so the way that you fix that is is again don't do this episode step number one number two have it be like that kimberly come on she apologizes and says don't worry it's not going not going anywhere it's just just for us and we submitted this and blah 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 blah. and arnold's like okay and like kimberly like rips up the photos like "Eh, everything's fine and then you set something up earlier where it's like Arnold's embarrassed to talk to people or Arnold, you know, isn't, you know, doesn't, doesn't for whatever reason have a lot of courage. And then this proves to people that he does. It becomes an icebreaker or he stays at school. Yeah. If he stays. Okay. So let's break it down. So this is the Supreme ordeal back at the penthouse. It's dinner time. The family is mildly concerned about Arnold, but not nearly as concerned as they should fucking be. Yeah. Um, Arnold comes downstairs for dinner and he says he doesn't know how the election turned out because he left before they voted, but he's sure he lost. And then Dudley calls and Arnold won. Yay. Fantastic. Reward consequences is that Arnold is president, except like based on 
Yeah. The longer recess platform. No, but it's, it's the, the thing that has turned it around is everybody thinks Arnold has a lot of guts for putting his nude form in the paper. Exactly. Except that what you need to land that point is for Arnold to stay at school. Yeah. And for people to come up to him and for him to not back down and be like, yeah, I'm proud of that photo. My sister took that photo. I think I look great. And then they're like, oh, he's got guts. But isn't this a federal crime? And he's like, yeah, but <laughs> I'm not going to jail. are we all party to child pornography now that we've looked at this? Shouldn't Lisa Hayes be completely arrested for passing <laughs> this out and yeah, drawing exactly. attention to it? Uh, distributing child by, pornography? You win by default, Arnold. Yeah, there it is. Lisa goes to jail for distributing child mm-hmm. pornography, which... Can happen to children, as we saw recently, last year or the year before in Ohio, some teenagers were arrested for texting nude photos of themselves because that's child distribution of child pornography, even if you are the child distributing it. That's been a case for for a while. Uh, I, I remember in 95 or so, back when I was a troubled youngster, um, I read about Marilyn Manson wanted the cover for his album to be a naked picture of him as a boy. Mm-hmm. And he got refused and then investigated for distributing child pornography of that an image of himself. himself. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it, you know what, though? Fine. It's, it's fine no because fucking it's... fucking joke. That's thing, why. Yeah, the thing about child pornography, and I actually did research the laws a little bit, is it actually doesn't... It almost doesn't matter... If there's no, there's no form, there's no way for the person to consent. There's no, there is no statute under which a child can consent to an image that can be construed as sexual being taken of them. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if it's a picture of you. It doesn't matter if it's a picture of you 20 years ago. Sure. That child in that photo can't possibly have consented. That's the way the laws are written. Yeah. Uh, this this ending makes zero sense. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that Arnold didn't have as shitty a day as he would have Still, if he had this isn't also great. lost the election. It's also going to just... Also, Look. Arnold and Kimberly are somehow okay now because she says fleetingly that she felt guilty, but she didn't... But since everything turned out okay, she's right. absolved. I mean, can we get a, I'll never violate your privacy again? Nope, we Anything get Arnold like that? saying, I learned that when Kimberly is around, take a shower with your shorts on. Right, it's just awful. And Dad, Philip, of course, because he parents with platitudes, says, when life gets darkest, take a look at your disappointments and see what you can learn from them. He didn't do anything wrong! Hmm. And and what, what in, why aren't you going to... Why aren't you throwing in another butt pun if you're not going to say anything profound? Just, it's just all bad. It's just all awful. When things look darkest, maybe try looking where the sun don't shine. Mm-mm. You know, just fucking go for it. If you're going to be awful, if, if you're going to be an awful episode, be all the way be awful. Be all the way awful. Uh, Man, yeah. what a, yeah. So here's the, here's, because I was thinking about this in terms of like, what did we learn? This isn't a, well, hear me out. This isn't, this episode doesn't address anything that's at all controversial anymore. No. This doesn't address anything that anybody is confused about or anybody needs to be reminded of or or anything like that. We all know that this is horrible. This is vague 80s revenge porn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wish child porn. I wish Gary Coleman came out and sat on a buffet table and looked down the barrel of the camera and said, "And he was naked." Child pornography is not. No. What? And does a PSA and says, "Child pornography is not a joke." And he's like, "Look at this. This used to be a buffet table. Now it's a buffet table." (laughs) Oh my god! And you're all arrested for looking at what you looked at earlier, even though you had no warning that it was coming. And like cops raid through the television (laughs) ring style. Television. Everyone's. Everyone's. uh, 
doors just automatically lock from the outside. And again, let's let's point this out. Like the audience is off their asses laughing, laughing this entire time. So hard. There's not a moment, not a moment when his feelings are given precedent. Not a moment when it's like, oh, wait a minute. He's really upset. Oh, gosh, you're really Did hurt. I do I something wrong? I didn't think about yeah. this. I only thought about winning a contest. So Maybe that's not the important thing. Maybe privacy is. It doesn't... And this is where, like, I really Maybe consent feel... is. Maybe just asking people Maybe. shit. Nope. Let's talk about U.S. child pornography laws. According to the Justice Department website... Do you think we should switch to something so funny so soon? Yeah, I think it's time for us to lighten the mood. Okay. Um, federal law defines child pornography as any visual depiction of, a, of sexually explicit conduct involving a minor less than 18 years old. Um, federal law prohibits the production, distribution, importation, reception, or possession of any image of child pornography. So we're all arrested yep. retroactively. Yep. Um, images of child pornography are not protected under First Amendment rights and are illegal contraband. And notably, the legal definition of sexually explicit conduct does not require that an image depict a child engaging in sexual activity. Right. So this image definitely still falls under this yeah. statute. Um, a picture of a naked child may constitute illegal child pornography if it is sufficiently sexually suggestive, meaning it's not actually about the intention of the photographer. It's whether or not a person could use this, you yeah. know, in a way that is sexually explicit. Additionally, the age of consent for sexual activity in a given state is irrelevant. Any depiction of a minor under 18 years of age is uh, in this sort of style of photography. Uh, this image is illegal. Yeah. Um, and then convicted offenders face severe statutory penalties. For example, a first-time offender, Kimberly Drummond, uh -huh. <laughs> convicted of producing child pornography, faces fines and a statutory minimum of 15 to 30 years in prison. So, okay. yeah, that's what she should receive. for. Sure. And everyone who publishes this photo and her teacher and Production everyone. <laughs> yes. Whoever developed it, whoever helped her develop it in the darkroom at school. Bob, Pete, <laughs> Susan Fries, yes. Sandy Fries. Yeah, this is not. The movie The Centerfold Girls. You're under arrest. <laughs> this is uh, not protected under your First Amendment rights. No. It does not have to be an image of a child engaged in sexual activity. It, there's no age of consent. doesn't matter what the state laws are around yeah. sexual consent. Like, it's all bad. It's and pretty it's, cut and dried. It's not... Look, there's a lot to say about privacy and overreaching laws and things like that. I just can't think of, like... I can't think of a case where you're like, well, this seems like a bit much. What about intent? It's like, oh, it's just... Doesn't matter. Let's just not do this. Leave kids alone. Leave That's kids the alone. thesis of all of this. Leave kids alone. But I really feel like, again, echoing the comments I made in Shootout at the OK Arcade, Different Strokes is a really fascinating moment in American culture, television history, where... Uh, an episode where a television show is exploring special themes without any sort of actual awareness, in my opinion. I mean, it's called Different Strokes, not Different Wokes. Am I right? Yeah. I mean, it's... Thanks. It's uh, Miles, like, uh, Miles is giving me a thumbs up for that one, everybody. It's as though just bringing things up were tantamount to dealing with them. I think that's it. And then it's just... It's before these subjects are taken seriously. It, right. It's in this one pocket of American history. Well, I mean, it's it's certainly, depending on what 
subject it is or what group it's it's discussing. It's this pocket of our history where you can be insensitive about something that really means something as long as it's funny. Right. And I think the opposite end of the spectrum of a show trying to do the same thing, but with much more nuance is Punky Brewster, where we know from research we've done, we've talked about episodes of it on this podcast, if they had something particularly sensitive, they brought in child psychologists. They consulted with people who dealt with this kind of thing. It wasn't just like, well, if we bring it up and make jokes about it, then look how uh, very special it is because we've even mentioned it. It's like, you can't just mention these things. You can't just bring them up and then make fun of them. If you're going to bring it up, if you're going to open that door, you need to deal with this in a way that's actually constructive to the conversation. But they're not even just, they're just not thinking that way on this show. They're not at all. And it's it's an odd thing because there's a lot to say having grown up in the 80s and 90s. And with today, the more connected we become, the more people are raising issues of sensitivity, which, you know, all incredibly important. It's weird to look back at moments like this where it's like, oh, this was like the rampant lack of sensitivity. This was just, it doesn't matter how anybody feels about this. Most people will be laughing and that's all that matters. Can you imagine if... This is going to get real dark. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, is it? <laughs> the child pornography episode's going to get dark? Can you imagine We if, can edit this out later. If you were a kid who had been abused in this way or had photos taken of you that you didn't consent to or, you know, and you watched this and everyone just laughed, you well, know? Dude, I mean, look, uh, I grew up as a, a fat boy, so, and, and somebody who did not... For, for numerous reasons, want to be involved in physical altercations. Mm-hmm. And all I saw was uh, fat people shouldn't exist. Fat people are hilarious because they're fat. They're stupid. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't fight, you're not a man. Yeah. I, I mean, mean. It's, these, are, these are reinforcements of things. That's another problem here is they're really reinforcing things that are detrimental to some people. What if you are somebody who's, you know uncle took a picture of you in the shower and you're like, that doesn't feel great, but everybody on the different strokes is laughing. So He's I laughing guess it's at fine. it and Arnold is being made out to be overreacting. So I guess I'm overreacting. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's that it's that this is what I'm talking about. It's, and all it would take is just again, one sentence from Mr. Drummond at the end to like say, you know, it's important to express your creativity, but if it involves other people, you have to get their permission. Yeah. And you know, you, you're not allowed to take pictures of someone and show them around if that person didn't say you could. You know, the word consent is obviously not going to be uh, on the tip of anyone's tongue. No. But the idea of privacy, the idea of this is a picture of People me, you getting, can't just pass yeah. it around. Like, that's not new. It's not. Uh, and I think that I keep, like, slinging around. What's the word? Casting. Aspersions. Casting somethings keep looking for a thesis to how I feel about different strokes, which again mm. was the basis of this show in the first place, right. the, their handling of uh, special episodes. Uh, I keep trying to figure out like what the thesis is behind my thoughts here. And is, is it, why didn't they do that? Like yeah. it, it wouldn't have taken away from the humor to have a parental figure do some parenting for one fucking line. Jesus God, if only, you know, yeah. it, one line at the end, the same thing with the OK Arcade, you know, just 
one line to say, okay, we've had some laughs, but yeah. this is a thing that you should, this is the takeaway. Yeah. You should a, have asked permission. It's a lack of responsibility on parts of people who are producing mass media. I, I don't know. It's just bewildering to me on so many levels that it's, it's all the way awful. Has happened. Like you said, it is all the way awful. Hundo P awful. Uh, what did we learn? <laughs> <Awful> AF. Um, <laughs> fucking, uh, nothing. Um, from this episode, you know, I, again, I think that from now on, when we look at different strokes, I don't think I'm going to learn anything about what they're trying to say because they're not trying to say anything. They're trying to say funny. No. Yeah. But I'm learning more and more about the 78 to 86 in TV culture where, I, you know, arguably the most popular show was grossly irresponsible with, with topics like yeah. this. And I really feel like it has something to say about culture at that time. And I don't know why it, it appeal, well, I mean, appeals to me because I grew up during this time. Um, I guess I learned that in 1982, mm-hmm. you could just straight up show a 14-year-old actor's bare-ass butt on TV without warning anybody. Yep. I can't imagine this would happen today. No. Not on, not on a network television maybe on hbo or something but even then it's like this is a kid they're not gonna fuck around with this at all are you kidding me yeah it'll be like um, he actually can't consent his parents can't consent how are you gonna work your way out of this on a modern day show where it's like yeah it's somebody it's a naked picture of a kid we'll we'll, we'll see you next time when everything's back to normal it's like no nah therapy nah the police truly i knew what this episode was about and i did not see that coming. Me neither. That is the most shocking thing that I have seen to date, where they just show a child's butt yeah. on my television screen, which I immediately threw away. <laughs> I scrubbed mine with Lysol. I have burned down my apartment <laughs> in protest. Do you hear that, police? Do you hear that? Anyway, so I'm not done Did with... Did you want to hug? Hold, uh, oh, fuck me. Uh, I wanted to hug... Uh, I feel like this is going to come up as often as well. Gary Coleman. Yes. This is not fair. No. This is not no. fair to a small child. I want to hug Arnold and Gary Coleman. Yeah. Because Arnold is not okay. And you know what? You're talking about like people feeling taken advantage of, but everybody's laughing. Probably fucking, fucking Gary, Coleman. Gary Coleman probably was like, I have to do what? Yeah. I'm trying to, like, I'm 14 years yep. old, and I'm already stuck as this, like, America's child. Yeah. America's precocious nine-year-old child, and now I've got to be naked? Yeah. Awful. So everyone can say how cute and adorable my bare ass is? Like, it's Somebody can just, just laugh. Ugh, Somebody can just so laugh bad. because can you imagine? Can oh, you even imagine so something bad. that's funny? So, yeah. I want to hug Gary Coleman. Uh, rest in peace. Um and I'm not. I'm not done with you. Different strokes. Uh, I'm gonna keep looking at you. We're gonna figure you out. Keep looking I don't know at you what, sideways. Like the, there's an outrage here, and I want to. I want to really define it. So um, I don't have one picked out, but we'll be looking at different strokes again. Soon. Yeah, totally. Well, that's uh, that's that's it for different strokes. <laughs> and that's it for us. Um, this podcast is over. Next time, we'll be watching Step by Step, Season 4, Episode 18, Back to School. You can watch the whole series on Hulu. Or you can just watch all the times BoJack Horseman goes back to a 90s TV show, and you'll get it. (laughs) Uh, Until then, um, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Bring snacks. Bye. 
you for listening to Hugging and Learning. If you want to visit us online, our website is huggingandlearning.com, where you can find links to all the articles we talked about today, as well as our post office box where you can mail us snacks. Subscribe to our podcast, rate and review, and tell your friends about us. If you want to drop us a line, you can email us at huggingandlearningpodcast at gmail.com. You can tell us about the experiences you've had with things we talked about. Or you can send us suggestions on which episodes we should do next. Our podcast is produced by Miles Pulaski, who also wrote our theme music. I'm Andrew. And I'm Chelsea. See you next time. Bring snacks. Thank mm-hmm. you.